What would you call that color? A uh, uh, coral tomato. A coral tomato? Yeah, or a coral orange. A coral orange, yeah. yeah. Actually, I went to Hebrew school with a coral orange. A I don't name coral orange. Oh, really? Yeah. Coral orange. Oh. You could tell me I'm a really gullible person. No, I no, I can tell. But we've got to get this on tape. Well, we I think we might the be. Magic. We're getting all this I think we are. Stuff. I think we're we are. right now. Yeah. But we just have a lot of background noise. So, um, guess what, everybody? Guess who's here tonight in my creepy home? It's the boogeyman. RuPaul. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that too loud? You're gonna have to. Um, well, first of all, yeah, I'm incredibly gullible. You just told me that you yeah. went to Hebrew school with a girl named Coral Orange and a, another girl and named Rose you. Gold, actually. And Rose we Gold. were best friends. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I believed you, and you really—you, I'm incredibly gullible. But you, I believe, you know, I think all the st- all the stories are sort of true. You know, you know, all the stories keep life more interesting. You know what I mean? It's the only way I've been able to survive this life is to have little stories, have play on words. You know, uh, tickle, tickle, wink, wink, walk, walk. Otherwise, it's just too dreary. You know, that's I, a good way to. So I should just start making up stories. Why not? Why not? I should. You know, I have this scar on my arm, and I've never been brave enough to say that I like I was in a knife fight. It was just like a benign tumor that I had removed. There's nothing dramatic about it. Yeah. Well, who won the knife fight? Uh, I think she did. <laughs> she did. Those it, girls in Baltimore yeah, are really yeah, tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. You did. You did a little. Re- did you do a little research? No, it takes. You know, well, I, w- waiting at the stop sign. I figured you were from Baltimore. But do you have a Baltimore accent? Can no. You do one? I, I moved. No, not really. But um, I moved from Baltimore when I was six to oh. north of Seattle. Right. Is there an accent now, wait, for North of Seattle? Not really. They huh. it's apparently we have like the what's called like the broadcasting accent. Oh, I something. love the broadcasting accent. So it's very um I guess undescript. I wish more people had the broadcasting. You do? I it's really, really do. It's really unoriginal. Well, because today everyone speaks in um, upspeak and then the um, the uh, vocal, vocal fry. fry. Yes. Okay, do you want to hear my vocal fry? Let me hear it. Okay, cuz then will you do it? Uh, I'll try. Oh my god. So literally I was at the coffee bean and <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not even kidding. This girl came up to me and she was like, Oh my god, your hair is so thick. Are you do you have extensions? <laughs> and I was I like, I wanted to be like, fuck you. Like and I, because yeah, I do have extensions, but why the fuck would you ask me that? That's something I would volunteer on my own, but I don't know. What would no, you, that's okay. good. That's really, really. That's okay, will you do? Perfect. Will you do it too? Um, my vocal fry. I'm going to try to do the vocal fry and add the up. Oh, up oh, talk. A is twist. it called up talk? Up talk. Up talk to yeah. it. Well, I was going to the coffee vein and I ordered. <laughs> A coffee, <laughs> and I went to pay. Truthfully, <laughs> <laughs> everybody talks that way. That's why I wish everyone spoke the way they do in Seattle, because it tricks my brain. Every time someone does uh, the upspeak, 
it tricks my brain into saying, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh. Actually, you know, uh, my partner is Australian, and, and part of their culture is to speak, you know, in upspeak. Right. It's like part of part of what they do. Right. So, in, which is like gaining acceptance. It's like yes. it's like saying, you know, you, you right, you know, yes. like you're with me, you're right? Exactly right. But see, you know, I think that women today they've done that because it's kind of like a disclaimer. Yes. There's this book by Maureen Dowd called "Are Men Necessary?" and it talks about it, it chronicles the feminist movement and what happened to it. And basically, she says in the book that these women, they fought, 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 they got there and they said, this shit is hard. I've got my MBA, I'm gonna have a baby, I'm gonna let him do the work. And you see him around New York um, pushing these huge strollers with a cell phone and a huge vente latte in their hands. And they're really, really, really educated, evolved women, but they've gone back to being like housewives, right? So um, I think that the upspeak and the vocal fry are disclaimers so that they don't intimidate other women and that they don't say the wrong thing. Because if you, if you say, if you have a thing, say, I went to the coffee bean and I got a coffee right. and I paid for it. Right. That's different because then you're open for a, a comeback. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And I think that it's also, it's a form of when you speak sort of in that way, it's a lack of emotion. So you're distancing yourself from what you're saying. So it's kind of a form of protecting yourself. Exactly. It's kind of scary though, because what? Where does where does it go? I mean, we just a few days ago there was the the women's march, and you think about what would it take for there to be a real equality? I mean, and are women ready for that? Everybody says they are, but are they really willing to let go of certain things so they could have another thing? Because it's balanced. And I would love to think so, but you know, you're you're right. I mean. It's in wanting it all. I mean, the idea is is incredible. I want it all. Do um, you really want it all, though? I do. I I do. I think I do. But you know, there's a price. You know. For oh yeah. You know. Uh, oh my God, the price of I pay the price in guilt. <laughs> I do. So you do know Rose Gold. <laughs> Did you go to Hebrew school with her? Oh, I love her. <laughs> love Rose. <sighs> See, you know what? I gotta tell you, I don't want it all. I want some things, yeah. and I'm willing to pay for them. You know, like uh, what? Well, you know, I want I want to be able to move freely. I want to be able to go and and be to myself. You know, you mean in in co- the context of fame and oh, just as a human, mm-hmm. as a human. Uh, I I you know I do this terrible thing where um, uh, I like to isolate. You know, and it's not a good thing. And a lot of times I will inadvertently do things to allow me to isolate like what like talk shit about people (laughs) (laughs) you know you think that's interesting you think that that's a form of isolation well it's a it the talking shit about people and complaining about the world is a way to justify going and isolating you know what I mean? I want to, you know, talking shit about the way, oh, this is all, oh, this is effed up. I, you know what? You know, L.A., the traffic, you know what? It's effed up. You know what? I'm just going to stay home today. I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to do my thing. I don't want to go see people. It's a way of justifying isolation behavior. Right. You know? And But is that a bad thing? I think, to, I, I think to, to, like every like everything, it, there's a balance, you know. Yeah. I like I I spend a lot of time by myself, and I enjoy spending time on myself. But um, 
I think uh, me too. There's a price, but you got kids. You have no choice. You you can't spend time by yourself. No, That's, it's really those hard. Those things are gone. It's true. It's really hard. And and I also, you know, I'm. I feel like I wouldn't call myself completely agoraphobic, but I definitely have. I hole up. Yeah. And um, well, you got lots of liquids here. As soon as I came to your house, people were offering me so <laughs> many liquids and waters and that's things like that. That's all we do. We yeah. do. <laughs> and these people, you've got like a house full of people. Are these it's people true. always here? All these people? And they stay, they live in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people who live under the stairs? Are they? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of them. They're still <laughs> under there. They're, wait, wait, if you hear clawing under the floorboards, just ignore okay. it. Okay. So you like to, you sometimes you like your agrophone, but there are always people here. Is that correct? No. Well, now that I have a kid, yes. But I like to. You Do know, you know who the father of the kid is? Barely. Uh huh. Okay. All right. S- still, yeah. Yeah. Um, Murray. You gotta call Murray. <laughs> no, I love to like close my bedroom door and binge watch, you know, Netflix and yeah. and uh, read or take a bath or. Um, I didn't grow up with a house full of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that kind of house. Um, I have great parents, but it was never the social house. Mm. You know, we always went uh, to other people, mostly because my mom never had any junk food in the house. She always had health food. And oh, were they hippies? No, they just, um, they were actually, they're very liberal politically, but they're very conservative, um, you know, so with like pop culture. Like I wasn't ever allowed to watch MTV. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. And uh, my mom was, my parents were very, like, um, afraid of me, like, growing up, essentially. Uh. And so, especially as I became an, a, a, an older teenager, terrified of, of like, of my sexuality. And, wow. And, um... Brothers and sisters? You have I have an older and- brother. And did you ever see your parents naked, or did you ever no. get the idea that they were having... I love that this turned into my... I love it. I mean, you ask fascinating questions, and I love talking about myself, but I feel a little guilty. No, um, no, no, no. This is my no. what I would normally do. This is how I am. I'm, you know, I'm I interested. In, but you know, I think when you see your parents uh, naked, and when you know that they're actually getting it on, it actually helps. Oh yeah, I would, th- but I'd never really. I mean, and they have a very loving relationship, but um, are but they still I, together? They're still together. Um, but it was very important to them that I remain a virgin till I was married. Wow. Uh huh. And did they ever really talk to you about sex? Because no. I went into the world, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. You, so you know. your parents never talked to you about My parents were horrible hillbillies who just, <laughs> they were awful. They were absolutely that, awful. If the hillbilly, is that why you like Wyoming? Well, we'll to get to that. Yeah, uh huh, right. <laughs> but. Um, what do you mean? Well, they were country people. I say hillbillies, but they were country people. They're both from Louisiana, different parts of Louisiana. And uh, uh, they were just um, scared. You know, with um, color folks and the slave mentality, you grow up with a fear of everything, right? So, uh, you know, and first of all, they didn't know anything. My mother was, which was much more um, punk rock and anti-establishment so that uh, that element of my personality i got from her but my father was traditional uh 
you know, country folks, you know, and didn't know a lot. Was His social uh, circle really was his inner family, and he had come from a family of 14 brothers and sisters, so they all kind of stuck together. And I was just an oddball out. But most of the things I learned, I learned the hard way, out on my own, bumping yeah. my head up against, uh, you know. Were they strict with you? I wouldn't say they were strict. My mother and father split up when I was uh, five. They divorced when I was seven. And then my mother decided, talk about agoraphobia, my mother, when I was seven, went to her room for about two years wow. and didn't come out. Wow. She she um, she had a real emotional breakdown because of the divorce, right? So my older sisters became my parents. Right. And they're seven years older than me. And it would, and that was great because we were ripping and running the streets, going and dancing and, and having fun and all that kind of stuff. And so in terms of sexuality, um, I didn't learn uh, any of that stuff from them, from my parents, you know, being a little gay boy. And I was, you know, but from the time I was a child, I could listen and see. People said, oh, you are a sissy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, you know, seven years old. Oh, yes, honey. You are a sissy. Did you get bullied? <laughs> no, no. No, it's too cute. I was too lovely. No, it's honestly got truth. I would, I was never bullied. I was nothing like that. There's, and um, let's talk shop here. You know, the, um, out of, you know, the truth is, and this is not ego talking, there is a kindness and a non-threatening element to my personality. Yes. Nobody would, nobody mess with me. I love they that. They were always sweet to me, and I was a sweet kid. Yeah. You know, and so uh, no, that would that never happened. But um, I left my mother's house when I was fifteen, and moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and that's when I that's that was my bar mitzvah. That's when I got to experience life for, yeah. for real. Yeah. You know? That must have been. Uh, such at 15 to make that kind of move it was it was it was the best thing we don't have any commercials to break for it was the best thing that ever happened to me it was you know and i look back i'm 56 years old you know i look back and i think i have had been so blessed the whole time i've i've had angels around me um guiding my way every step along the way you know i we talk about this a lot um um and when I went to this hippie high school in San Diego, um, and this girl said, you know, Rue, you have angels, everyone has angels all around them at all times, but because you have free will, they cannot intervene unless you say three simple words, please help me. And that's when they can intervene and and swoop right in, just like a, a, a police raid on a bunch of hookers, you know? Yeah. Once, once she accepts the money, that's when the police can jump. And you know this, right? Of course. <laughs> Been through many a raid. <laughs> but it's true. We have, I would be the worst hooker. Well, you know. Uh, I can't negotiate. <laughs> I'm a lazy lover. <laughs> I would show up in this, like, what do we do now? <laughs> well, it's just like that. Well, you know, that's when you ask the angels to help you. And it doesn't, it's not just for, um, you know, dates on Santa Monica Boulevard. It can be for anything. At any time, you can ask for help. And there are, into, we actually, when you lit the candles at this beautiful table, I asked <laughs> if we were going to have a se- seance. Yeah. You know, but you know, there is, I was always conscious of a, of a spiritual 
world. Have it was that something that you grew up with? Your your parents were atheists. Yes. But did, were did they sort of uh, nurture a spiritual life? Any type of we, meditation or yoga? Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. No. No. All, that was all. Um, devil's work no was it because they because they my my i grew up in my my dad is a sociologist along with my brother my grandfather and great-grandfather so there was a there was very much um a removal of an and an analysis of trending kind of behavior there wasn't much embracing of and the and also the idea of like if you went to therapy that meant uh that you were really messed up. Mm, um, mm. So it came as a shock to me when I moved here and so many people were in therapy. Um, I, you know, or embracing of trends. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a, that was something coming from Seattle to LA. Like there was the, always the next new trend that people were hopping on board with. And I was very cynical about a lot of that stuff. But um, no, my parents were, um, they, they they were traditionalists. They're they're sort of traditional. Where are they from? They're from Maryland. The, no, they, my dad taught in Maryland, but they grew, both grew up in Seattle area too. Oh, really? Yeah. So they just didn't go far from anything, did no, they? Uh huh. But it's interesting, though. I mean, if you come from an academic background, you know, I think part of that that mindset of of studying psychology or I mean, you know, they're they're more analytical. I think. If you study human nature, you have to be aware of there there being a spiritual sense. Something I'm not talking about, you know. They took us hiking religion. all the time. They like well, there was a, there was a deep appreciation of nature, and I think that that was um, we were always like go like every weekend we would do family hikes, and uh, and appreciate you know the mountains and the forests and you know learning tree the names of trees and like. How much older is your brother? He's three years older. Oh, that's not much. Yeah. Do you like him? I love him. Really, but we, and we get along great now. But I think he'd be the first to admit that we spent a good decade hating each other. A decade. What? Yeah. What, uh, what? When you were how old to how old? Um, I w- probably from when I was about nine to early twenties. Hmm. And um, and that was sort of when I started acting too. So a lot of the family life um started to revolve around my acting a lot um doing a lot of theater in seattle so you know we my parents would have to drive me every night to my performance Mm -hmm. and so there was a lot of um animosity i think i think so i think and uh, you know and we just uh yeah we 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 just we fought a lot and he's a big dude and i was always really little but I think there was a lot of competition between us, um, but like like siblings. But now I'm so grateful because we're so close, and um, and I just love him dearly. And he's dedicated his work as a sociologist to the studying of bullying in schools, mm. and uh, and he's done a lot of really interesting and groundbreaking work on. Um, the trends and patterns of bullying um, in in group networks and uh, and it's it's some of his stuff is really it's fascinating but 
apparently what he's concluded is the top 1% of the social hierarchy but in the bottom 1% are the least likely to bully and to get bullied. Hmm. It's the in-between crowds right. that are are um are vying for social status and um and uh, anyway. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And power, but I mean, I think it it really gets down gets down to power. It's like you know, uh, sexual assault is not about sex; it's actually about power. Right. And uh, you know, you know, you see, even in all cultures where you see graffiti or kids who get into gangs, it's because they want to know that they exist. You know, on Twitter, um, kids always write to me and say, um, "Follow me, notice me," and it's like, yeah. "Hun, I," you know. It, my noticing you will not matter until you notice yourself. Yeah. And you can't tell them that. They don't know that. Right. But I think there must be a way you can instill that in some young person before they have to find out the hard way. Right. I, I would think. that's You're so right. Like, in order to be heard, you, you do have to kind of hear yourself and figure out who you are. I mean, and you must get this all the time. When I was a kid, uh, you know, an adult would ask you what you wanted to be when you grow up, and you would never say, "I want to be famous." And um, now I, I hear that. Did. <laughs> <laughs> but now I hear that so yeah, frequently. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, okay, but for, but for what? Right. And what? What's your passion? What? Right. What? What is? What's your drive? What do you? What do you? What? What would you like notoriety for? Right. Well, that's the currency of today. That's that is that's the cash currency is fame because they see it in reality TV shows and you, it could happen overnight. But then they don't think further into um, you know what happens after that because right. after you get famous, it's even harder to keep it up. I got to tell you, you know, just to get out of bed in the morning, sometimes you know, you know, you reach the fame and then you have to maintain it. Then you have to be interested in it, mm-hmm. and then you have to keep doing something that keeps you interested in in doing it. You know, I've been doing this for thirty five years, yeah. thirty five years, getting up, crawling up on stage for the for the dollar, yeah, for the the coin, the yeah. topic of coin, yeah, yeah, just you know. And there was a there was a time when I didn't want to do it, but um, kids today. Uh, I don't know how it's going to change. I don't, I don't know, know what's going to happen. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, I, um, that, that, that part of it, um, cause I love playing characters and I've always loved acting. Um, but the, the fame part, I think, you know, um, Chris and I, we, we both grew up basically in Northern, uh, North of Seattle and, um, which is pretty, you know, there's a lot of really grounded, um, I don't know, kind of salt of the earth type people up there. But um, I think that we've really kind of struggled with the the fame element is something that we've um, haven't necessarily adjusted to mm. very well. And he's, you know, much more, he's, he's like now, you know, he, this, a huge movie star and it came so rapidly. Um, but yeah, I think that we, 
it's just not the element we we wouldn't go walking down Robertson Boulevard for kicks, right? Um, you know, and uh, or or whatever. Like I, I like to hide behind my characters. Yeah, and but that's why doing the podcast has been kind of wonderfully therapeutic and liberating for me too. Right, because you get to get out. You get you you get to actually have a social life and have a connection with the people out there. Yeah, you know, because you know the thing about doing drag is it's like being in a character. And because sure. I'm actually an introvert masquerading as yeah. an extrovert. And I can I can turn the extrovert on. I've studied mm-hmm. people. I know how to do it. But I guess we started this up. I much prefer being on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, being by myself and doing my own thing. You know. Uh, when I was a little girl, my dream was to move to the Yukon and just live in a cabin. <laughs> it really was. I I I really liked being. I was much. I was. I didn't have that many friends. I played in the woods all the time by myself. Um, I played imaginary games like well into high school. Wow! Just you know, like by by myself. And were there mushrooms involved? <laughs> that came college. Uh-huh. That was college. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I I lived in my own own brain, and I, and I didn't feel a lot of connection with a lot of the kids in my school, and and I also didn't know how to integrate myself mm. into. Mm. Were you bullied at all? Did the kids make yeah, fun of you at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. But I did ridiculous things. I mean, I wore. I, I went through a period where I wore a Christmas tree skirt. Gorge, you know, gorge. Yeah, as a cape. Nice. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. fabulous. I pretended that my retainer talked to me, that my retainer was smarter than me, like Kit from... Uh-huh, from Knight Rider. Knight Rider. What, what, and how old were you at this point? 13? The re- the retainer was thirteen, um, and the Christmas tree skirt was uh, late freshman year. But so. you were aware of being weird. You were you yes. wanted to. It was I wanted conscious, to. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time, I desperately like I I would never. I had too much pride to admit it. It felt like my only option right. because I hated myself for wanting to fit in so badly. Right. And by by going the opposite way, you didn't have to fear them rejecting you. I did this crazy thing with my bangs all during eighth grade, where I just took this one strip <laughs> and I hair and I hairsprayed it down, and I just wore it like this, right in uh-huh. the middle of my forehead. Yeah, like that a cowlick down the middle. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That's just it's bizarre. It's kind of good. well, you can it's carry kind of it good. off. Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, thank you. <laughs> You're the most generous person no, I know. No, it's true. Uh, listeners, I have a small strand of hair right down the middle of yeah. my forehead. And I, anyway, I used to hairspray it down. It's like an extended um, widow's peak. Yeah, it's just weird. What kind and, of music were you listening to then? Um, well, eight, Wait, Well, first of all, what was the first unit of music you bought? Now, of course, I didn't say a CD. I didn't say a single. I didn't say a 45. Oh, it was a cassette. It was a cassette. What was it? Um, Can't remember. It was either Whitney Houston, the album where she's bald. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? That's her first album. Well, no, her first album, she's not bald. She's got her hair slicked back. That's the Whitney. It's called the, I think it's called Whitney. I think that one. What songs were on that album? That's got all the hits. That's her her debut album that has um, You Give Good Love. I want to dance some No, no, no. Now that's called, that's the Whitney album. The first is called Whitney Houston. 
The second is called Whitney. And she wasn't bald. She just had her hair slicked back. She had her back. hair slicked back. Oh. And, and she's outdoors like near a waterfall or something. And it's oh. she's got a peach over the shoulder storyline. Okay, yep, 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 yep. You give good love. Um, how will I know? How uh, will I know? Yeah, all of that. So that was your first. That and probably Cindy Lauper. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, she's so unusual or the next one. Uh, oh, it's probably time, the next whatever one. time yeah. after time. Oh yeah, was, that was she's so unusual. Yeah, it was the first one. But I had to listen to it in private because my dad's a he, really big into music. He knows everything about music. You're kidding. And he never ridiculed me, but I knew that if I liked anything poppy, yeah, like New Kids on the Block, forget it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because he was into jazz and stuff. Jazz, experimental music, classical music, um, a lot of rock from his time. Yeah, um, he would make me like read Bob Dylan lyrics as he right. put it on his record player. We have a garage filled with uh, with records that makes my mom crazy. Oh, he but, still has those records. Oh yeah. Uh, I live for music. Music is my life okay we have a special treat for you we later by okay does it involve do i have to take my clothes off maybe oh okay okay promises promises um all right well should we get into by the way sim i'm sorry we've been dominating no but this is perfect i love this i love not talking i just want to listen I to you guys d- but i love it when you talk oh thank you You're sim so is over there sim what's sim short for simran Simmerin. Yes. Oh, that's like uh, the Decameron. No, Simmerin. Uh, that's in movies. That's in like uh, it's an it's an uh, Indian name. Indian name. Yeah. yeah. What does Simmerin mean? Um, we talked about this before. I think it means repetition of God or repetition of someone's name. I, I, I'm not exactly sure, and I should have looked it up after we talked about it yeah. before. Yeah. But yeah, that's what Simmerin. I think. Simmerin. Do you remember what you did when I said repetition repetition of God? God, 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 Vinyl. It was um, a 45 of the Spinners, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love, which is a great big song. song. It's great a great song. song, big song. And then um, uh, I remember um, in 72, I bought an album, uh, the soundtrack to the movie Cleopatra Jones, because I was obsessed with the movie Cleopatra Jones starring uh, Tamara Dobson. Uh, but and I, you know, I spent the summer up here in um, L.A. At, in Cerritos with my father, and we went to some store, and he allowed me to buy this album. I think the album was three ninety nine, uh, and I loved it. Loved. Those were my first. What was your first unit of music? What was it? So- I remember this actually. It was when I lost my tooth, and the tooth fairy gave me a cassette of Prince Purple Rain. Whoa. Which is still one of my all-time favorite albums. That surprises me that your parents, well... This must have been 1984. 1984, yeah. That shocks me, knowing your parents. Well, they had no idea. And And Purple Rain was the very first R-rated movie I saw. The very first pair of breasts I've seen on TV was uh, Apollonia. Apollonia. Yeah. 
Wow. They, yeah, I'm, I'm just so yeah. shocked that your well, parents... Well, they knew I was obsessed with Prince, but they didn't know what it was all about. They didn't know, yeah. you know, they didn't really monitor what I was watching or listening to, which you, is great. Do you know was, which what was... Which is great. The 45... They're just like, this seems popular. We'll put this under yeah. this exactly. pillow. They just yeah. wanted to please me, sure. The 45 of When Doves Cry, mm-hmm. the B-side of that. Do you know the name of that song? No. The B- it wasn't on the album, and it's one of my... Probably top five favorite Prince songs. It's called 17 Days. The 45 of When Doves Cry, the B-side of the 45, I should have said that right, is 17 Days. And it is so fabulous. So fast. I, we could probably play 30 seconds of it if I find yeah. it in my phone. I'll, oh, find, you, it. I'll, I'll can, find it while you guys... Yeah, yeah you find it and you, we can play seventeen. Uh, we can play 30 seconds before we get in trouble with uh, Warner Brothers, yes. I think. So, uh, so, yeah. It's called... What is it called again? 17 Days, Sim. 17? <laughs> 17 Days. 17 Days. Sim. But weren't those the days when... And I still listen to a favorite song over and over if I get obsessed. And then I kill it, which sucks. Because then, you know... But, but those were the days... When you could listen to an album, yeah, like 300, 400, 500 times. Well, because you didn't have that many to listen to, and and you know, you didn't, but they also you moved distract- you in a you, different way, but you weren't distracted by all these other other things. You know, I just came, I was just working on some music, and I came from the studio with the guy I work with, one of the guys I work with. He is so much ADD, <laughs> it is crazy, and it's funny for me to watch because I grew up as a pot smoker, I don't, I haven't smoked in almost 18 years, but. I was a wake and bake smoker for that's 17 days. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll yeah. play 30 seconds while 30 you guys seconds. Talk. Yep. Are you timing it? Yep. Okay, good. Because we don't <laughs> want to go over 30 seconds. Here, because. Oh. Hot. It is. Yeah. I've heard this song. This is great. But I still want to hear you uh, hear about your pot smoking days. We're dancing. Did you start smoking pot early? 10 years old. Nice. <laughs> Oh. oh, that's all we get. Oh my God, it's so good. 17 days. I smoked pot when I was 10 years old and I smoked for 30 years. And uh, uh, But you were very productive. Uh, sure, yeah. No, it, it, you know, and, but, and you're absolutely right. But I'm the kind of, I'm not ADD. I am a chill person. So one thing at a time, that's the kind of gal I am. God, so, I envy that. Really? Are you ADD? I think so. I, I, yeah, I, I have a lot of issues with that. Do you drive with the the phone and all that stuff? No, because I'm a careful driver. But I, I like to do all. I like to do a lot of things at once. I get lost in my own brain way too much. Yeah, it. I feel like there's a little hamster in there sometimes. But when you're acting, you can't do that. You're no. super focused. Yes, which is I think why I need it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I so but but yeah, no, I I have the radio on, the TV on, and reading the newspaper and doing laundry at the same time. Wow, like I, which is odd because I used to be so comfortable alone and in my own brain, and I mm. still love it. But now I get a little more consumed with um, with my own brain tortures me a little bit more as I don't know if it's getting older or I have no idea what it is. It tortures you. So you feel like you want to drown it out with all these things. Yeah, I think so. Huh? Yeah. I have trouble just being, maybe you should start smoking pot. Maybe that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with this 
current political climate, I feel like I picked a great time to give up smoking pot. <laughs> you know, I picked a great time to stop huffing glue. <laughs> um, okay, now I'm going to do um, a segment called... Um, we can call it not so rapid fire, okay. but it could but it could be rapid fire if you'd like. All right. It can your choice. Good. Okay. Who would you rather have as your Uber driver while stuck in bumper to bumper traffic? Vladimir Putin or Bill Cosby? Oh, I, I would I would go with Bill Cosby. Okay. He, he ain't gonna mess with me. And yeah. um you know You think Vladdy would? No, no, it's not the, that it's not that. It's that I like to ask people questions. I like to interview people. So at least with Bill, we speak the same language, you know. Right. And have you ever been to Moscow? Um, no. There's there's a certain there's a certain harshness that I'm generalizing, don't hate me, um, but the culture has been through so much that there's a certain um, um, uh, distrust that a lot of people have, and rightfully so, because their culture has been through right. so much. So, And I like and an openness. And some cultures, too, are a little more adjusted to like almost like agreeable argument uh, yes. argumentation. Yes, exactly. And I'm not comfortable with uh, hostility. Yeah, and, and confrontation, and, and just being able to brush it off. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I hold on to it. Yeah. I will key your motherfucking car. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly will. <laughs> okay, so Bill. All uh-huh. right. Yeah, I'll go all with right. Bill. All right. Um, okay. What is the one beauty product that if you ran out at 1 a.m., you would break into Target to get? Oh, serums. You know, I'm on the whole serum oh, kick. Oh, okay. You know, I love, um, it's called, um, it's called uh, La Mew. It's L-E-M. Your skin is beautiful. Thank you. L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And it's made in Pasadena. What does it do? It's this beautiful, they have uh, several different of them, but it's a serum, you know, mo- for years. My, when I was 10 years old, my mother said, Rue, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. And I did forever. And then about a year and a half ago, a woman I worked with said, you got to try this serum. So I moisturized my whole body. But now after I get out of the shower, I put on a serum all over my head. <laughs> because I you know, don't have any hair, so I put it all over my head. And but they have a, a collagen thing. They have something called the um, what is it called? It's um, mm, you know they have all these special names. But serums, it moisturizers, a passacem. Yeah, it's all about. So you don't serums. use a serum. You don't use a serum and a moisturizer. No, I just use the serum on my face. Now I moisturize my whole body. But only the serum on what, my face. And what do you do with your body? <laughs> All, I'm serious. I'm just, what do I use? The moisturizer? Yeah. I, you know, I've been lucky enough, even with makeup, wearing makeup for years and years, uh, my skin is not very sensitive. So I can wear anywhere from some Vaseline to the hotel scented uh, uh-huh. lotion. I can do any of that. And it's never bothered me. Okay. Yeah. But um, which one did I use today? I used um, this, this Vaseline... Um, in heavy duty moisturizer because of the dry. Well, it's yeah. not dry right now, but usually I do that. Okay, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, okay, who do you think has a better chance of winning your uh, show Drag Race, Chris Pratt or Sim Sarna? <laughs> well, I'm going to say Chris, and I'll tell you why. No, no tea, no shade, Sim. But Chris is is a natural born. Because it's not, it's all about being, getting in there. Gotcha. And just going for it. And that's true with all of life. 
We are looking for people who can just go for it. And I'm telling you, that can take you so far in life. And actually, when you the first thought, first vision that came to my mind was um, your husband in in the movie um, Wanted. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, and and he's um, letting a, a fellow actress have it. Shall we say? Uh huh. And he's going for it. <laughs> yes. He's going deep, and in a way that you wouldn't think a camera was there. Right. And that's what we're looking for yeah. in a queen. Okay. Well, I can try. You're right. He he is remarkably fearless <laughs> yeah. on camera. Yeah. It's it's all about being fearless. And you know, we talked about your brother studies bullying and all that kind of stuff. You know, we didn't go that deep into it, but I have so many theories on that. Um, and I you know I, I love in movies where they tell the kid who's being bullied, you go over there and you fuck them up. You, who cares? Who cares what happened? But just don't allow that to uh, you know, um, suggest the course of your life right. because it can. Well, that's what happened to me. I, I, like, uh, I was an easy target because I didn't ever do that. Right. Like so, and bullies are are like bull bulldogs. Like if they have a bone, they are going to chomp on that. But like they sense yes. a weakness, yeah, and they will hold on to it. But my outlet, at least, was acting outside of school. So school was just something I got through. Right. I did my chores. I hated it. I hated every fucking second of it. Um, and but but I got the chance to do theater outside and work with adult actors, and that was my that was how I I survived that sure time period. It's, and it's a big f you to all those kids at school too because you yeah. were doing your thing <laughs> and where are they they're they're you know cooking cracking in some meth lab in you northern must, you're, you're, it's there's true. a lot of meth up there it really is there really there's is. a lot of meth up there no <laughs> do you want to just do the last one I do. Do you do mind? Go for it. I know we're running long. Okay. Uh, but it's, you're, you're just so fascinating. Um, okay. So you decide to leave Hollywood to pursue your true passion of rehabilitating inmates through the arts. Mm-hmm. You volunteer to direct the spring musical at San Quentin State Prison. Uh-huh. What musical would you pick? It would be Annie Get Your Cum. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great, it's a great show. It's Annie, a great, great show. And he gets you come. Yes, I yes. love it. I'm looking for stars. Yes. Stars, stars, stars. Oh, maybe you could give the warden like a little like. And that's Daddy little, Warbucks. Yeah. No, actually, that's a different musical. It is. It, you know, we could do a mashup though. Yeah. Of, of Annie yeah. Oakley and Little Orphan Annie. Yeah. Well, the Annie songs are great. <laughs> yes. They are. Oh, wait, stop. It's a hard knock life. Oh, wait a minute, stop. Michelle knows this. My favorite all-time, all-time favorite show tune is "It's the Hard Knock Life." Of course, it's, it's my, a hard oh, knock life. For us, it's, it's a, a hard, hard knock, knock life. For us, instead of kisses, we get kicked. Instead of kisses, we, we get oh, right, yeah. kicked. <laughs> Something. That was wait, great. Wait, wait, how about this? Santa Claus, we never see. Santa Claus, what's that? Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> how great is, what is that? It? Um, wait, I used to know the. 
pull the whiskers from her chin. Stick her with a safety pin. Make her drink a Mickey Finn. We love you, Miss Hannigan. <laughs> it is my favorite all time. Oh, it's and Michelle so good. will tell you, Michelle saw just walking in the room, but uh, she, I just came out to her about, it's been about six months, maybe, six months as a theater queen. I was always ashamed of it. I never, and, and I told her this. She's a big theater queen, and uh, the biggest. And, you know, I had, the, because theater, music theater people, were all, there was always this, um, th- this um, they put on this, this air. Was, Darling, I was doing Twelfth Night in Poughkeepsie. You won't yeah, believe right, yes. what happened. And there's this, what there is was this? a standing ovation. Standing ovation. And, I was... Uh, yeah, that thing. And I was always put off by that sort of preciousness yes. that theater people have. Uh-huh. So I never wanted to uh, admit to being a, a theater queen. And so I, until six months ago, I came out. And I said, yes, I'm out. I'm proud. Take me to the theater. Wow. <laughs> well, let's do Annie together sometime. Oh, I would love that. But who that. do you want to be? I'll let you get first choice. Oh, well, I don't want to be Annie. I'd want to be the bad couple. What are they called? The, uh, uh, oh, yeah. I want to play both. But, but the, the man and the female. Or Miss Hannigan is the best role, Ms. isn't Hannigan, it? Yeah. She's pretty great. Yeah. Little girls, little girls <laughs> everywhere I look. <laughs> you a theater queen? No. No. You no. don't see shows. You don't. You're not going. I to love see, going to see shows. I just because Fun get Home it. is it Fun Home that's coming to L.A. Okay. Fun, is it, or when's it coming? February third, twenty first. Fun Home. You've you seen that in New York? No. When's the last time you were in New York? Oh, a long time ago. Really? Because you have a kid, you can't. You, it's yeah. Between the, all the stuff, it's just hard to to get. I do. I haven't gone to a restaurant in a really long time. You're kidding. <laughs> do you cook at all? I do like to cook. Ah, uh, and the kid who's in the kitchen is that yours? That one's mine. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you want to just go to the last new segment? Oh, there's a new segment? Yeah. Oh. We're going to start it. You want to, or do you want to do the last one as well? I do. I just want to do the last one. Oh, okay. okay. I know. We, then we have two callers. Okay. Yeah. We'll, okay. You find out that Gwyneth Paltrow is a huge fan of yours, which she probably is, uh, and wants to interview you for Goop. She invites you to get a geisha facial with her. Um, do you know what a geisha facial is? No. Is there an anal option? <laughs> <laughs> there could be. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the facial is actually, this is a true thing, mm-hmm. uh, is actually made of bird feces. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Are you game? Would you do that? No. <laughs> Not because of the bird feces. That doesn't scare me. Okay. Gwyneth does. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That is I'm, fair. I'm not that girl. You know what I mean? You know, actually, I interviewed her once. Really? Her with Tom Ford. And this is 1997 at the Fashion Awards. I interviewed. I was working for VH1. Not very nice. Is, uh, uh, you want to talk about bullying? Yeah. You want to talk about bullying? A little bullying? You know that girl. That She's that girl. That girl that you think she is. She's that girl. And he is, too. They, from afar, they, you know, she's very intimidating. Mm. Not um, really intimidating. I just, you just know that girl. You know her. You know what she is. Actually, you know, I'll never forget. In 1976, there was a girl at my high school at Northside School of Performing Arts in Atlanta, Georgia. Her name was Shauna Glass. I went up to her and I said, um, oh, Ch- um, Shauna, can I ask you um, something? She said, the word is Ask. <laughs> Oh, Shauna. Shauna Glass. And uh, I never said axe again, but uh, you better believe Shauna Glass's car was keyed yeah. at the end of that yeah. day. You know. I'm going to glax you, <laughs> Shauna Glass. <laughs> no, but she, but you know that girl. You know that girl. Yeah. And I just, I have no time for that girl. Life is too short. You know, it's just have fun. And be, I don't like pretentiousness. I, I hate hate, hate, pretentiousness. That's, you know, that's why I didn't want to admit to being a theater queen because I didn't like all the pretension and preciousness. I love you. Do you? I love you. Well, now, because you're not a Scorpico, you are a Vagitarius. I'm a Vagitarius. Yes, yes. Yes. But we get along. We, we, um, I'm a Scorpico. Okay. November 17th, you're you're November something. 29th, 29th. yeah. Yeah. We get along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of great Scorpio friends in my life. And I was supposed to be. I was three weeks late. Ah. But I'm a Sag. And I think I you don't mean know. Vag. You're I'm a Vag. I'm a Vag. Uh-huh. I'm a Vag. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, who is supposed to be your ideal partner? Uh, cancer, Virgos. Um, I'm Michelle's a Virgo, and I all most of my friends are close friends are Virgos. Uh, what about your partner? George is Aquarius, and we get along swimmingly beautifully uh i'm cancer um uh vegetarius uh and i think capricia corn also (laughs) (laughs) oh did we have um yeah oh the last thing we have it we're good oh oh i do want to do it but i really want oh oh really quickly can we do the if we if sim and i this is really putting you on there's a couple uh, things on the spot. if we, we can you give us drag names oh sure. yes please yeah um uh uh sim sarna is his full name and i'm anna ferris okay okay you would be you would be shim shim sheree i love it yeah shim shim, shim sheree. sheree yes i love it yeah i'm writing it down that's great and anna your name would be um Anna, get your cum. <laughs> <laughs> I did, was thinking earlier. What was? Oh, labiana. I also thought labiana. Labiana. Oh, I love that because I talk a lot about my labia all the time. That's great. Labiana, but I do like Anna, get your cum. <laughs> Anna, get your cum. Can we get a hashtag going right now? Like a 
Yeah. Anna, hashtag. Hashtag Anna, Anna get, get your cum. Yeah. Yeah. Get but, but yeah, but it's it's more like it's, an. I've, I don't know why that Michael, like Annie, are you okay? Anna, get your cum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get your cum now, Anna. Anna, get your cum. <laughs> Anna, get your cum. It's like a Slavic name. Anna, get your cum. Anna, get your cum. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, this is Anna, get your cum. I'm Anna too. Yeah. <laughs> Labiana, Anna get your cum. Yeah, no, Anna, get, it's great. Anna, Anna get your cum. It rolls off the tongue. Hello, I am Anna get your cum. Anna get your cum. Anna get your cum. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Vladimir Putin. We are going. To, <laughs> we are driving you to the rainbow room. Welcome, Rupal. <laughs> On a guitar, come. I like that. No, that's what makes life worth living. I honestly, it's the turn of, it's the turn of a phrase. It's not pretentiousness. It's got nothing to do with goop or bird poop. This or... is my friend Shim Shim Shari. <laughs> He's Vlad. He's Vlad's bodyguard. Shim Shim Jerry always is packing. No, wait a minute. Shim Shim Jerry is that's from Mary Poppins, isn't it? Oh, right? yes. Yeah, Shim Shim Jerry. Hey, yeah. Or is it Is it the other one? Shim Shim Jerry. It's what, Mary Poppins or is it Mary Poppins or Mary Poopins? We'll Mary call it Mary Poopins. <laughs> okay. Now it's torture time. Okay, new segment. New segment. Yay! No music? You guys don't have a... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put some in post. All right. All right. Taking your headphones off and standing <laughs> up. So it's called yeah. Torture Time with Anna yeah. Ferris. Okay. All right. Torture time. Uh, yeah. Right behind you, you'll uh-huh. see a sparkly red oh, guitar. Oh, yeah, it's a guitar. Yeah, how about that? Oh, oh, and I get to put it on? Yeah. Okay, great. We are going to have you... Wait, 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 into the mic, Anna. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. putting the, the guitar right down here. It's out of tune, I don't know if you play, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> I'm, I I'll go this. for it, yeah. You were so willing for torture time. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. All the worst things, once you pass 40, all the worst things that could happen to you have already happened. <laughs> I love that. It's true. I need you in my life all the time. <laughs> I do. I want you to put serum all over my face. <laughs> Anna, get your cum. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anna, get your cum. Um, Sim, will you explain what's happening? In, yeah, during I mean, it's Anna really, Paris it's kind of stupid, really. No, I like stupid. What we're going to do is we're just, you're going to play an acoustic version of your hit song, um, Supermodel. Okay, sure. You ready? <clears throat> yep. Can we, we, we might chime in every once in a while. Oh, please do. Yes. Well, you're going to chime in. I insist. No, Sim, right, come on. Fine. Shim, Shim, come on. Are you guys ready? Shim, Shim. Yep, here we go. You better work. You don't have to play the music. Work it, girl. Do your thing. On, On the, the runway. Run. Work. Turn to the left. Work. Turn to the right. Work. Turn to the left. Work. Work it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and cover, girl. Put the bass in your walk. <laughs> When do we do the sachet? Oh, oh sachet. Chante. Sachet. Sachet. Chante. Uh, turn to the left. <laughs> now turn to, to the, the right. right. Sachet. Chante. Sachet. Work it, girl. Cindy. 
one thing you need to know about me, I've never been able to remember the lyrics to songs that, that you've I've, sung. That I've sung that I've written. I can never remember the, the words to it. I know Chante Sachet Chante. Yeah. I know Worky Girl. Yeah. Actually, I was working with um, uh, Rebecca Romaine on this show called uh, Skin Wars. And she said, you know, I, I went to iTunes and I looked up uh, your music. And I realized that all of your songs are about working and walking. And that's it. And she's right. It's all about working, walking, walking. the runway, uh-huh. cover girl, uh-huh. take your picture, sure. now sachet, uh-huh. chante, and there you have it. <laughs> what does sachet mean? I know what a sachet is, but... Well, to sachet is a style of walking. It's like when you sort of saunter with, with, with verve and ah. vigor. What did you call me? And uh, uh, that's what the sachet gotcha. is. It's, it's a stylized walk. But <clears throat> Chante yeah. is, 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 is taken from the movie, the documentary Paris is Burning. And what happens in Paris is Burning is someone is uh, walking a ball and the, the MC says... Um, Chante, 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 Chante. And what that is, <clears throat> they've done a bastardization of Enchante. It's sort of pig French. <laughs> right. You've heard of pig Latin? I've heard of pig Latin. Welcome to pig French. And uh, uh, so they, they sort of bastardized Enchante and turned it into something, which is brilliant, you know. So is that my, my torture? Can I take the guitar? Yeah, oh, yes. All right. Okay. Um, Enough torture. Sim, I might need a, I might need a 10-1. Okay, let's do a five-minute break, and then we have two calls, and then we're uh-huh. done. Ten-one. Okay. Just so you know, I haven't read this. I don't know what the. I don't know who. I'm the only one. I actually spoke to the callers before, so they need our yeah. help, and uh, I think. And also, while we're calling, would you sign that? I'm sure. So sorry. All right, we're actually calling Joe right now, and she's in Dallas. She's 24 years old. To Sarah. Sarah with an H? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I love you. It's Dave Bautista's wife. I don't know if you know who Dave Bautista is. He's amazing. I do. You know everybody. I'm just paying attention. Hey, Joe. It's Sim. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Anna, say hi to Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for um, letting us bug you. Oh my gosh! No, thank you. I'm. This is like a dream come true. Um, like, oh, I'm one of your biggest fans, and I'm counting down for your book to be out. Oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm terrified. Um, but oh, but so am I. So it's all good. <laughs> um, and our guest tonight is uh, the most amazing RuPaul. Oh, that's he's, very sweet. He's... Um, oh, my goodness. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's your name again? It's Joe. Joe. And where are you in the world? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Oh, the big D. I love that. Yeah. Do you guys know that song? Yeah. Um, um, the uh, uh, Bad Side of Dallas? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, no. Now, Joe, do you know um, Jeannie C. Riley, who, who, who did Harper I Valley? I don't. I should know. I'm she, not a good Dallasite, I guess. Well, no. She she <laughs> sang the song Harper Valley PTA. That was her big, huge, massive hit. And her follow-up was the um, the Bad Side of Dallas. 
Which oh, is, cool. I'm yeah. going to look it up, though. That's awesome. Once my, I, we, I was driving through Dallas, and my, uh, uh, my cousin and I were driving this 450 SL, 78 450 SL, and the cops in Weller, Weatherford pulled us over. They put, oh, my, yeah. put my cousin in no. jail, no. No, no. and I had on a pair of cutoff shorts and a singlet with a cowboy hat oh, and cowboy God. boots. And oh my gosh! They had to wake up the judge uh, to so we paid. I think we paid fifty four dollars for, for something, and then they let him go. But uh, I have lot. I've l- so many Texas stories. Oh, so many Texas stories. I just want. I want that visual someday. <laughs> um, Joe, oh so, Joe, something is bothering you about your current relationship. Give us a little bit of background, and then Rue and Anna are going to try and help you. Okay, so just to dive in. Um, I met this girl a few months ago. Um, I actually noticed her in a class and just was automatically attracted to her. And a week or two later, got um, the guts up to talk to her. And we ended up going out to grab a drink just to celebrate the end of an exam. And it just talked all night, and it went really great. And she told me that night that she was um, still involved with this girl in Germany. She had recently moved back from Germany, um, and they had been together for four years. And I told her that night that I was really attracted to her, but um, didn't really want to cross any lines there or get involved in anything or mess anything up. Um, But we ultimately decided to still be friends because obviously it was the first night we hung out. We hadn't crossed any lines. Um, So we did, and we hung out every day and day and um, never crossed any physical boundaries, but definitely got involved more emotionally and um, just constantly talked about how your feelings evolving, but we couldn't act on those or anything. And, um, she did tell the girl in Germany about me and how she did have feelings. And, um, the girl was planning on coming here for Thanksgiving for a couple weeks and she decided to still come because, um, they obviously had a lot to talk about and work through, um, and just decide what all this meant for them. And I had said that we shouldn't communicate while she was in town because, um, it just wouldn't be fair to anyone. And I didn't really want to be a factor in anything. And, um, we ended up hooking up the night before she got here. It wasn't intentional or anything, but it happened. And we only made it like a day or two um, without talking and talked the whole time. And they ultimately ended up breaking up, um, but left it open to possibly getting back together and working things out because she had applied for a visa to work in the States and was waiting to hear about that. And um, so after she left, we talked for a long time and um, she just told me how she's feeling, and I felt like after a four-year relationship, you know, you really need time um, to deal with things and figure out what that means for you. And But ultimately, I decided to just continue things where they were because um, I would rather be happy now and sad if it ended than regret and wonder, like, what if I had tried something? So um, we that's pretty much it. We continued, and a couple months later, we're together and I'm really happy with her and really like her but there's still this part that um you know that she's still waiting to hear about the visa and um I'm really it's as big of a deal as it sounds it's like not I don't think about it all the time but um it is definitely a factor so I just don't know if I'm holding on to something that's silly to hold on to um because it might end or if it is one of those things where you just kind of let it go and see what happens so that's really where I'm at Okay, so it sounds like the American. Is that even a little specific? Okay, uh, why am I having trouble thinking of a name? Um, it sounds like Cherie. Um, 
You're naming her Cherie. I'm naming her Cherie. Um, Wait, that's my name. <laughs> um, um, is feeling really like responsible for um, for this other person, and and is feeling a lot of guilt, um, which it's stuff that, she, in my opinion, shouldn't shouldn't feel shouldn't feel guilty for. It's this other person's responsibility to. I mean, you can't. You can't be in a relationship so somebody can can get their their green card, um, and uh, so it, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it sounds like you guys have you and Cherie have a really good thing going, right? Yeah. And she's feeling torn because now she's sort of on the hook, or she feels like she's on the hook for helping um, this other person get get their green card and visa. And- but Cherie still hasn't ended it yet. Completely. Isn't that what you told it me, Joe? It sounds like Cherie may be the weaker partner in, in general in things, in, in both relationships. Mm-hmm. And do you think, is that an accurate assessment? Um, I'm really not sure. I think it's more like in their relationship, the distance obviously was a big deal. Um, and so she was moving here for her. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, I totally understand that responsibility aspect of it. Um, but I think it was more of just like, she was moving here for her and now like she hasn't lived in the States before. Like, I think she does feel responsibility to continue to talk to her and stuff and, um, and help her out and figure that out. Cause I mean, a four year relationship is a long time. I do understand that. Um, so yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe, weird. this is, this is rude talk. And let me tell you something, kiddo. My 10th okay. tenth, tenth grade teacher told me the best advice I ever learned the whole time I've been on the planet. And it's this, he said, RuPaul. Don't take life too seriously. You kids right. go have fun. Don't worry about it. You know, the whole thing, what I hear from you is that you're trying to do this thing of, oh, is this forever? Or are they forever? Or are we forever? There's no forever. It's just now. Have fun. It's have enjoy your life as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And the thing is, you can't you can't stop someone else their their feelings being hurt. Now, you're not a mean person. You're not doing anything. Your intention is never uh, coming from a hateful place or a vindictive place. It's a place of love. Trust that. You're a loving person. She's a loving person. The German lady's a sort of loving person. No, I'm joking. And uh, <laughs> I'm joking. And, uh, um, but no, it's important. Don't take life so seriously, Joe. It's okay. Right. Have fun. Have fun. You kids go have fun as long as you don't hurt anybody else. It's it's simple. But, you know, I was just telling the kid just a minute ago about um, performance anxiety. And a lot of times we put ourselves in these situations because we love the thrill of the, oh, Mr. Grant. You know, that sort of weirdness. We like that sort of conflama. Conflama is a portmanteau for conflict and drama. And if I love it, conflama. Just let the Michigas and the conflama go, Joe. Have fun. Go. You're in Dallas. Go, go line dancing. Dress up in your Western wear and have fun. Fun, lady, ladykins. Yeah. yeah, and you know it may be a good. St- I think along along what Rue is with what Rue was saying, it may be a good strategy to, um, to just not put any pressure on Cherie to make any. It's the it's sort of the, the ball is truly in her court, 
And uh, and if she wants to talk to you about um, the issues with other stuff, then you can be a good listener. But right now, um, you guys are having a good time. And ultimately, she's going to have to make the decision independently about um, if, if, you know, she, it's the ball's in her court. And you don't have to force any of these issues right now, you know. I think. Right. Right? Do you guys think? I agree. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, I grew up with all females. And I, as a, a boy, I had to learn that sex and love are two set different things. It's, it's a lot of t- just sex is fun. It's not, doesn't mean you're going to have to get a U-Haul and move in together, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I think that the less pressure, though, you put, that you put on, um, on her to to force any decision it's good that the other person out of the country knows uh, i think that's uh, that seems ethical and, and like the right thing to do that you guys are hanging out and seeing each other but uh but i think that you, i think you kind of let this take its course and um and and i wouldn't i wouldn't bring up the topic unless she brings it up and when if and when she does i would just be a good listener and uh and tell you know be open with your feelings um and what right. and, and what you want uh, you know it sounds like you guys have a really strong relationship and it and it seems like you guys uh, so stay the course for now stay the course yeah yeah i uh just like one thing to add on Sometimes, like, I feel bad because I feel like she has said, like, after, you know, four years, she does want time, but we are, like, pretty much in a relationship. Like, it just, I mean, it happened naturally. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, so sometimes, like, I feel that responsibility of that, like, maybe I'm somewhat selfish and not, like, giving her the time, even though it is mutual, if that makes sense. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wait, so giving her the time, I feel a little confused. Um, like, like after a four-year relationship, like, she's already oh, in another one. Like, when oh, the other one ended, like, literally the same day. Well, as a person who's totally guilty of hopping from one, that's what I've done most of my life. Um, I've hopped from, I'm a serial monogamous, so... Are you saying that you're a whore? <laughs> I wish I was a little uh, bit more of a whore. Mm-hmm. I spent too many years being way too self-conscious of my body to be a whore. I, mm. yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, well, but, um, it's that labia coming back. But yeah, um, yeah. But no, I, I, I think that um, I, I, I don't know. I think that 
you. Oh God, I love. Well, no, you were saying that you hopping from one person. Oh to another, yeah, that I she, don't. Th- I don't think that's a problem, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and trust me, when she moved over here, it was pretty much done. Yeah. And, you know, and and she kept her holding on by saying, "Oh, I'm going to get a visa. I'm going to do this." That you know, it, we you, listen. Uh, uh, tomorrow never comes. There's only now. You know, yesterday right. is gone. It's just live right now, and that's and it's also not like it, like if if. If your partner needs time and space, she'll tell you. Yeah. And you don't and you don't it's not on you to to give that to her if she wants to be with you. Hell yeah, you know? Like have a have a great time. I don't know. I I mean, I that's I've I've I haven't gotten out of a bad relationship um unless I knew I was getting into something Ooh. different. All that's, right, Mr. Jefferson, moving uh, on up. <laughs> <laughs> to the east side. It, well, it was, a, but it was a part of my own insecurity. You know, I needed, yeah. I, I loved being in a relationship, and I needed to know, and I tried to make a bad thing work until I finally saw, oh, this, this thing right. is better. Yeah. So it's out of my own weakness, not feeling like, oh, I can break up with this person and be single for a long time. I that I, I just, I, I, you know, I was too insecure. Anyway, but, and and also it was like. Some people were my cattle prod, like to get out. Like it made some. Sometimes I would meet somebody, and it made me realize, oh, this other person is bad for me. Anyway, so I wouldn't. Don't beat yourself up for that. That's on her plate as well. If she needs space, she she'll tell you. Um, and you don't need to uh, feel guilty about any of that. That's um, that's her. And I think you guys should just continue to have fun. And I think that you just be a good listener. And also, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't I wouldn't raise the subject very often. Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And I and I I don't know, I just get from your voice, I feel like this is a good thing. I think this is a good relationship. I like you guys and I like you guys together. That's right. And oh, thank you. Thanks, Joe. And you. don't mess with Texas. <laughs> right, right, right. And thank you so much. Bye. Well, wow, so you, you mentioned a cattle prod. That sounds sexy. Cattle prod. I needed sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah, I needed like a zap. Like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. This thing isn't. This relationship isn't making me feel good. Yeah. I like this thing over here. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. Hi, a hot stuff. Yeah, but as a result, though, I didn't spend like any time dating in my life. Right. Or um, and it was like because I. I was so convinced I could make something work. Mm-hmm. I was so determined, like b- between my pride and I was like, no, 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 we're you know we're not breaking up. Mm-hmm. And also feeling kind of twisted in my head, like, oh yeah. Anyway, I, right. was, I was drawn to manipulative people. Sure, you know they're out there. So we are we gonna we're gonna get yeah. one more call. Yeah, yeah we're gonna call right. right. We're gonna call Jackie right now. What? She's in Seattle. Oh, I'm sorry though. I and she's 29. Okay, you're sorry about what? Yeah, Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, it's all sorry. good. This is actually an interesting situation. I wonder if you if she knows you from Seattle. Hello? Hey, Jackie, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you, Sam? Doing really well. Anna's going to introduce our guest to you. First, hi, Anna's going to say hi. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Um, guess what? And I want to talk to you about Seattle in a second. But guess what? Uh, <laughs> you are uh, You're here with RuPaul. Who's just incredible? He's so 
brilliant and handsome mm-hmm. and uh, charming. I'm actually and sitting on the space needle right now. Ow. Yeah. Oh, you are. I am. You're a topper. Uh huh. Spinning around. <laughs> yes. Hey, Jack. Jack. Girl. Um. Um. So okay, I love it that you're that you're from hometown. Um. But yeah, uh, actually, I grew up in Edmonds too. No way! Did you go to Edmonds Old Way? No, I went to Mount Lake Terrace. Oh, nice! All right, Mount Lake Terrace. You guys had that great theater. I was so jealous of. Because <laughs> because I went to the old school like before it was anyway. We we performed in the cafeteria. <laughs> So you went you went to Edmonds before they remodeled. Yeah. Old school. Ninety four I graduated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, that's so funny. Mount Lake Terrace. Okay, cool. Were you in the theater program? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was on the dance team though. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> the dance Did you guys have football games at Edmonds Woodway High School Field? The new we one? did, but our football team was not so great. <laughs> well, I bet your dance team was great. I bet they were. <laughs> um, okay, well, tell us what's <laughs> happening. Um, so, I don't know what Simmons told you guys. Nothing. But, um, this is actually a really strange situation. Nothing? Yeah, talk about what ha- what's been going on with you. Yeah, we never, the guest okay. and I never know. Mm-hmm. We like to be virgins. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I met this guy a few months ago. Um, Where? Uh, Bumble app. <laughs> and we've been talking, you know, ever since, like every single day. Uh, but about a week into us chatting on the app, um, I was like, you know what? You're not crazy. So I'll give you my phone number. And then, you know, normally a guy's like, oh, awesome. I'll text you right away. So he's like, oh, here's my Snapchat. And I was like, oh. Okay, like, do you know how hard guys used to have to work for a phone number before these apps? (laughs) So I, like, ignored that, and he finally texted me, which is great. The conversation was, like, just as good as before. Um, So I added his phone number to my phone, and it automatically synced with, like, all the social media apps and everything. And so then his profile started coming up, and turns out he's an NFL player. And I was like, okay, am I being catfished? But this is, like, the guy's actual phone number. It's linked to, like, verified account. But when we initially started talking, he told me he was in a branch of the military. No mention of football whatsoever. So so is he a Seahawk or do you not know yet? He's not a Seahawk. Okay, so this is is really weird. Okay, sorry, go on. Well, what's even weirder is, like, we're still talking every day, and he's never, like, directly mentioned it to me. But I'm like, no, it's him, because, like, we FaceTime, and I've seen him, and he's a real person. Um, so I'm just kind of getting curious, because it's been several months now, almost four, actually. You haven't met him in person yet, though, right? Is he not in Seattle? No. No, he's not in Seattle. Um. Okay, yeah, this is a little weird. So so you feel a little uncomfortable um, admitting to him that you know? Well, yeah, so that's my question because I want to bring it up because I feel like, okay, I'm talking to you every day, and there's been moments where he's slipped up. Like, I'd be like, oh, what did you do today? And he's like, oh, I went to practice. And I was like, oh, practice for what? <laughs> what? And then he, like, would just change the subject. Do you think that he... 
is keeping this from you because he doesn't want you to like he wants you to like him for him that's what i thought but that's still really weird it's still really weird it's still really weird because that is a huge part of who he is exactly and it's been a few months and so that's why i'm like curious like okay how do i bring this up to him without making it seem like i'm only talking to him because of this like i'm worried that he's gonna find out that I like we're gonna have that conversation and I'll tell him that like I know so I don't want to make it seem like accusatory like why did you keep this from me um I I, I, I feel like there's a reason why he hasn't said anything I mean I think I don't know I think you have to Mm -hmm. say um I I I want to talk to you about something and I and I'm not quite sure how to really broach this subject but um but but I I think that I think that you're a football player and <laughs> I, I, and like and truly be honest like and and you know and kind and and say and you know I I I, I don't want to be creepy um, but well and I want to respect his privacy as well like and you also well, don't want to come across as a gold whoa, digger right whoa, whoa. That's you know what just thing. occurred yeah, to me, right yeah, oh exactly, my god. I don't, I don't want him to think that's like why I'm talking to him because I do really like the guy. And, oh, also I forgot to mention, um, like early on when we were just starting to talk, we talked about like, oh, what do you do for a living? Um, and he was like, oh, I'm in the military. And I'm like, oh, what do you do? And he's in the military. And he's like, oh, it's confidential. And I was like, oh, okay. So then he asked me, like, what do you do for a living? Well, I work for a large online retailer in development, so I can't actually say what I do for a living either. So early on, we just agreed like we won't really talk about work because I honestly can't talk about what I do in detail. But I don't. And then, like you said, that what he does is quote unquote confidential. So it's given us an opportunity to talk about every other aspect of our lives, which is great. But now I have this, you know, whole thing about what he really does for a living. So I don't know. I just. I feel like I really want to just kind of get that out well, in the open. Wait, a light bulb went off before. You you were going yeah, to say okay, something. So wait, uh, so ba- oh, so sorry. because Jackie, I I don't know anything about anything because that's why I'm oh, yes, unqualified. You do. Actually, you do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I certainly don't know anything about like dating apps and stuff. So um, remind me, do do you know his real like full his full name? Yes. Okay. So he knows that you can research him yeah like on instagram um, or whatever right mm-hmm. can't you follow him as a real person yeah but i i haven't added like any other social media just because like i don't know i feel like so we're Jack- not really like officially together and i'm worried if i'm on like you know <laughs> Jackie- like his instagram or something yeah sorry i don't mean to keep cutting you off i'm such a cutter offer <laughs> okay. um, but do you do you think is there a part of you that thinks that he's in a relationship? See, that's what I thought, and I tried to like look it up, but there's like I couldn't find anything. So well, use your instinct. Come on, Jackie. I'm gonna break it down for you right now. You've been in the charade for a long time. You know, I don't know how old mm-hmm. you are, but you get to a certain age in in life, and you see certain patterns that people have. People aren't really that 
complicated. If you, if you, you know, I don't know how old you are. You sound very young, but the truth is, use your female intuition. Use you, you. The reason you're having this call is because you know something is up, and 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 yes. if something was up, you know there are probably only three scenarios that are really up. Choose one and. Take it from an old gal, choose the worst one, and that's probably what it is. Uh, you know, Anna alluded to one, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. that's probably what it is. I mean, you know, the truth is, you know certain things about him, and you can find, honey, in this day and age, you can follow everybody. You could see what everybody's doing. You could see what so-and-so had for dinner last night. You can do that this time. Use and your there's intuition. A, there's a reason why you haven't asked him to be like your Facebook friend, because somewhere in your gut... You know what I mean, or like how I like or Instagram, because I think somewhere in your gut you're afraid that you're gonna find what the truth is, which is probably he's hiding this because he's in a relationship. He's either married or he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's prob- probably a girlfriend because you could probably find it pretty easily if he was married. But um, mm-hmm. but that's and 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 listen, I have ignored my gut so many times because I've wanted to believe something else. And I tell you what, it has not served me well. Mm-mm. And and uh, so I, I think I think I think you have to. I think you sort of conf- confront him. And How would you confront him? What would you say? I would say, <clears throat> I would say, hey, um, I would. It's all about timing. If like mm-hmm. if you've if you've have if he's had a good day and and you're having a nice conversation or whatever, I think <clears throat> I would say. Hey, uh, Sean or whatever. Um, I I kind of want to I want to bring up something that's a little that might be a little bit uncomfortable. I, I think that you've um, been a little bit misleading about what you do for a living, um, and I just I kind of want I want to talk to you about it. Would you be open to talking to me about it? And then be quiet. The hardest thing is to be quiet. Um, See, Anna, that's how you would do it. See, this is how I would do it. I would say, so, um, <laughs> what's your name? Um, point blank. Are you a cross-dresser? Are you Jinx Monsoon? Are you Ben de la Creme? But what if, what if there is that slim chance? Because I do think, I think he's, it's a weird thing to hide for this long. Yes. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And, and most guys... I mean, while initially they may be worried to some degree, like about gold diggers or whatever, they—they're also their ego get, will get the exactly. better of them. Exactly, and they'll mm-hmm. be at one point. This like, isn't coming oh, to America, right. Is, right? Yeah, I for, hey, I forgot to tell you something. <laughs> right, um, right. So, I so I think, I think that, uh, but but there is a slim chance that he has good reason that he doesn't want to tell you. That's not. There's, I don't know what that would be, but there is a slim chance and maybe giving him the benefit of the doubt and letting him explain. And in his explanation, that will reveal a lot because you'll be able to sense if he's lying. Uh, you'll be mm-hmm. able to sense what kind of hemming and hawing he does. And, you know, and if he is in a relationship, if that's a sense you're getting uh, for your own health, I think you have to, you know, you end it because... Um, uh, I- you know, I mean, if that's the scenario that it comes to, like, I mean, you know, I would cut him off right away. Good. It's just like, I do like him and having this conversation, like, I really don't know how to start it. Cause I just, I don't know. I'm like, at this point, he's got to know that I know. Yeah. 
But he, like, like I said, he slipped up a few times and just, like, avoided the subject. So... Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, oh, God. God, God Jackie, tell you we gotta have a follow up with this. Yeah, no, Jackie. This when, is when a do you mystery. Think, when do you think you're gonna talk to him? Not to put any pressure on you. Um, I think I'm gonna wait till after the football season's over. So he's still. And, yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that'll be a good timeline once yeah. the season's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's smart. Season. That's smart. Okay. That's yeah. smart. That's my, oh gosh, please keep us posted because I'm dying. <laughs> Why? Why is he lying? Sam was dying a little bit too when he first talked about yeah. it. Oh my God. Well, this is such a mystery because truly, why? I was why? really trying, I was really trying to get it out of her tell, just to tell me and I wouldn't, I promise I wouldn't tell anyone, but she, she wouldn't. But that's yeah. probably wise, Jackie. Because uh, I know how to get secrets out of Sim, sort of. <laughs> I'm also a ter- I'm a terrible secret keeper, so don't tell me any secrets. But um, but I would really love to have a follow up um, in just sort of how you how you ended up approaching it. I would I would be gentle though. I wouldn't I wouldn't be um, c- because I think who knows? I mean, I think there's an eighty percent chance that you know he's in a relationship, but there's a twenty percent chance that he's. Um, a cross-dresser. He's, he's, <laughs> but, but, you know. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I feel like I have pretty good gaydar living in Seattle. Yeah, but listen, so. Jackie, I'm going to break it down for you again. It sounds like you have this scenario, this this sort of fairy tale scenario of you don't want to break that fantasy. And the truth is, you get mm-hmm. to a certain point in your life and ain't nobody got time for games you want a real man who's yeah. sitting up in your house no need to on the phone nfl jfk lax <laughs> you want some real d honey so you know ain't no playing d. around give me some real, real d. d so you know whatever you know ain't nobody got time i don't know how old you are but you sound very young you get to a certain point in life and you go i don't have time for this you know and she's successful, Jackie. Jackie, you know, you know, I you could probably have any man you wanted. She sure could. And uh, but I, anyway, so I I think um, I think yeah, when football season's over, uh, ask him about it and uh, in a gentle way, and and let and make sure to not get too wordy with it. The temptation out of awkwardness will be for you to ramble on, like I always do. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, Say gently approach it. Say that you know, and then let him put the ball in his court. And Ooh, let balls! Did you say balls? Balls, okay. balls, 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 balls. Um, thank Jackie, you so much, Jackie. Thank you. I'm going. I'm definitely following yes, up with you after so the football exciting. season. <laughs> okay, please do. We love Great you, Jackie. You <laughs> love, love you too, Anna. <laughs> I also forgot to tell Joe that I love her. I love you too, Joe. She was at the call that we called before. <laughs> but that goes without saying, you know, you know, Joe knows you love her. Yeah. yeah. I love Bye, everybody. Jackie. Bye, guys. Bye. I do have a lot of love. Well, you know, uh, love begats love. Is that how you say that? Begats? Love begats love. So now we're going to wrap up this show because you're going to do yes. our yes. show. Yes. And uh, we got lots to talk okay, about I with love you. It. I love that Rue just wrapped it up. He did, I know. He, honey, listen, he didn't do my famous wrap charge. up. Yeah. Trust oh. me. If, if it was my show, I would have wrapped both those calls up <laughs> about ten five minutes in. You know, these girls, listen, you know what girls are like. We have a room full of girls. Everybody's into this fantasy of, oh, I mean, God, he said something to me and I love him. And I think he loves me. And it's like, you know what, bitch? You, you know what? Chill out. 
get real with yourself. Don't, oh, you know, uh, have, uh, don't go with the fairy tale. I grew up with all girls. I had to unlearn this myself. I thought sex and love were the same thing. I learned later in a bathhouse in, in, in Macon, Georgia, that... <laughs> Love the Macon, Georgia bathhouse. Sex and love are two separate things. That's how men think about it. Women do not think that way. Some women. Well, Michelle Visage uh, is, a, is different from that. But you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just keeping I it real. Do. Oh, yeah. I'm, just I'm real. I can't. You I can't can what? Separate. Sex, sex and love. Yeah. I, you know what? I, you know, I, I can't. You know what? I, when I've ever have tried to do the other I lost interest or I sobered up really fast. And I think, who the hell are you? Why am I here? You know what I mean? So I've never been successful. Well, I've never been really successful at the whole one night stand thing. Um, but I have to have a, a connection to the person, you know, to be able to, you know, do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to talk to you more about this on yours. Let's, we'll but, but wait, before we wrap this up, we have to do the famous fuck you, Sim. Every episode. Uh-huh. We tell we say fuck you, Sim. Okay, and you can say it with love or passion, oh, sure. or hatred or whatever you want to, okay. however you want to say. Oh, it. I can't wait. Okay, on the count of, of three. Okay? okay, one, two, three. Fuck, fuck you, you, Sim. Sim. <gasps> that, that was great. Thank Rupert. you. Was, I, I meant it actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> good. Was so growly. Yeah. Follow us on Unqualified on all of our social media. Please subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much. We good love night. Love you.